0: Who can challenge the Raging Cajun softball team? It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Uh, I've had two great uh, episodes uh, this week, so uh, thank you very much for that. It's been uh, tremendous to uh, doing it on a daily basis. Uh, Again, we talked about baseball yesterday and how that is all, uh, you know, the top is separated by three and a half and the bottom, well, not the bottom bottom, but the middle, I guess, the next five teams are all knotted up. So uh, lots to do there for you know the last three and a half weeks. But softball, we are one weekend away, right? The, the softball starts a week from uh, a week from yesterday, actually, uh, is when it starts uh, the softball conference tournament here in Lafayette. Uh, I will be doing my show, uh, Sports Chat, on 103.3 The Goat. Again, if you see me come by and stop by and say hello, would uh, be thrilled uh, to meet you. Uh, but obviously well maybe not obviously let's start let's stop with the obviously i guess obviously only because they are the cajuns and they're at home they're going to be favored uh the raging cajuns have won 80 straight sunbelt conference series uh they haven't won every single ball game in that right just a couple weeks ago they lost to troy in the first game of the series and now the Sunbell conference tournament a little bit of a change is single elimination all the way through before, even last year in Mobile, it was single elimination to begin with, and then double elimination, and then single elimination at the end, which is ridiculous, all right? So that's that's not right, and that's not fair. I understand the single elimination at the beginning, but once you get to double elimination, you should have to beat a team twice if necessary. You shouldn't have to beat them once. And so now it's single elimination, uh, you know, all the way through. And so... You know, it's not as if the Cajuns are undefeated in uh, the Sun Belt, right? They are in first. Uh, they are 19 and two. Uh, but, you know, we lose one and you're done. They do get ULM at home uh, to wrap up the regular season uh, beginning tonight. So they'll play uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Everyone starts at, you know, a day early. So there's more time to rest to get ready for uh, the tournament, which some teams will be playing on Wednesday. All right. So the Cajuns, uh, nineteen and two, they are led uh, by while well, they're pitching and you know the hitting. It's a little bit of a different team, right? When I showed up, um, they had the Lexi Elkins and the Natalie Fernandezes, and um, you know the the outfielders who could hit and you know i think this is a little bit of a different team pitching wise they got megan shorman she's been very good uh 1.86 era she's followed by sam landry 2.21 era sophomore and a carly heath uh 2.68 era all right i think i don't know about the best surprise of the season well maybe the biggest surprise of the season is kendra lamb kendra Always had a tough time finding her spot in the rotation. She's now the closer with a 1.54 ERA. How about this 0.75 whip? I mean, she's got less than one, less than one base runner in any. That's ridiculous. And 52, 54, two thirds innings, 22 hits and 19 walks. 76 strikeouts, by the way. 76 strikeouts. So Megan Shorman, 130 strikeouts and 112 innings. Sam Landry, 120 strikeouts and 117 innings. Kendra's got a better ratio, as it turns out. Uh, Or approximately, well, no, a little bit better. A little bit better. Uh, One and a half to one, I guess, is what it would be. So uh, that's where the pitching is for other Raging Cajuns. And they've had all kinds of players step up. Maya Davis. Uh, 393 she's now uh, t- uh a finalist for freshman of the year all right uh landy crater just incredible hot when i first got here just hitting home runs after home runs after home runs uh even this past week jerry glasgow head coach said when they were playing all those power five teams they hadn't even discovered lauren Allred, and she's at 376 carly heath is at 348 uh they do have let's see uh three players in double figures with home run led by Carly Heath 13, a uh, 10 from Allred and 11 from Alexa Langaliers. All right, who struggled average wise for most of the season, she is up to 2.88 though now. All right. And so obviously the Cajuns will be uh, the favorite. I'm not even sure they've ever lost a conference. I don't know how often they've had it here. I know they had it here in 14. And now they're having it here in 23. I got to believe they had it here another time. And I'm going to guess that they won it. I guess I can go back and look. But it's tough to beat the Raging Cajuns. A packed Lampson Park. Uh, it, it, it'll be an electric atmosphere. And if you are coming in from an opposing team, first of all, the Raging Cajun fans will feed you. You will get fed, whether you like it or not. All right. And... It's just, it is a fun atmosphere here at Lampson. Maybe a little bit different at baseball, a little bit more intense, but it's an electric atmosphere. Uh, they just, they have a good time. They have a really good time. Um, if you are coming in and your parents of opposing players get ready, you know, they need to know if they haven't played here before, what it's like in front of a packed house at Lampson. All right. Um It is, it's, it's a lot of fun and it can be flat out intimidating. It can be flat out intimidating because you get the, you get the fans in the outfield as well. They'll be out in the stands uh, and you get, you know, you got the cheering in stereo. So uh, we shall see if the Cajuns can hang on. Obviously all the pressure's on the Cajuns. All right. In terms of, you know, they're probably going to win the regular season. They will win if they win this They you know, They'll be the favorites coming in to this uh, Sun Belt Championship. Um, they were picked to win the Sun Belt title. And, you know, all the pressures on them outside of the fact that they're going to the NCAA tournament. Okay. That's where there is no pressure, right? They're trying to get uh, a host, which apparently is not, is different than the way it used to be. They are rated number 11 in the RPI. That was before. Uh, yesterday's ball game against Louisiana Tech, which they did win. So that may change a little bit. And it used to be, even Jerry Glasgow said, it used to be, you know, the NCAA just used to go right down the list. And whatever it was, that's where you were seated. Well, they don't do that anymore. There's a little bit of a human element, which may pay off for the Cajuns because they lost a lot of close games to some really good teams. Like, I got a one one run loss to UCLA and a one run loss, I think, to Michigan. Uh, they do have some nice wins in there as well. Uh, but their, their record against, like, the top 25 isn't great. It's a little bit better against the top 35. So if they can somehow sweep ULM, if they're able to do that, and win the Belt Conference Championship, that's where the pressure is to try and host, right? At somewhere along the way, they were certainly thinking that they could be a national seed. But it just hasn't helped. All right, just it's not. It does not look like that's going to be the case. All right. So the Louisiana Raging Cajuns uh, got their 40th win against Louisiana Tech. They're 19 and two in the Sun Belt. They will host ULM Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. All right. So now the big question is who can knock off the mighty Raging Cajuns? We'll come back and discuss after uh, this. All right. As I mentioned, I still have to go to Sam's. I'm short shakes. By the way. And I'm gonna go get my built bars because I don't wanna eat all the delicious food at Lamson Park and put on more weight. All right, looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. You gotta try this. If you're like me and you wanna make a healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you: built bars and built puffs. Built bars are healthy and taste amazing. They taste so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. You gotta try it. But what makes Bilt Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Be on the lookout for the new flavor, peanut butter. Mixed with 100% real chocolate. Boy, that sounds like a built Bar. Now you don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering built Bars at built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club when you can still get your specialty flavors at built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13 bar box. That's what I get. Hopefully they still have the churros uh, with our flavor brown with our flavors there, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. Again, uh, these came in real handy when I was going back and forth from Mobile to Pensacola for the Sunbelt Basketball Championships. Now, I'm like literally around the corner, but they will still help. And hopefully I will uh, limit the uh, the ballpark food uh, because we are uh well, unfortunately we're putting on a winter coat here in in may so hopefully we will take off some weight all right dave Schultz back with more locked on a sunbelt your team every day who can challenge the louisiana raging Cajuns in softball so in second place i want to make sure i get this right in second place right now heading into the final weekend and They actually still have an outside shot at the uh, conference. A regular season title is South Alabama. They're 17 and four. They're two games behind the Cajuns. So if South Alabama sweeps and the Cajuns get swept, then South Alabama wins. I'm not sure how likely um, the Cajuns getting swept is. Who does South... I missed where South Alabama. Who's South Alabama got? South Alabama has Troy. So Troy... So that's not going to be necessarily easy. Uh, Troy is fourth, 14, six, and one. Uh, we'll get to Marshall. They are, they, they've played a couple less games than Marshall, uh, than uh, South Alabama. They've only played 19 to the Cajuns, of South Alabama's 21. Uh, so they're like a game and a half back. They maybe even two games back. Uh, one in the loss column, but three in uh, the win column. We will get to the thundering herd here. Uh, a little bit later all right so south alabama is on fire by the way they have won 10 in a row they have not lost a ball game not conference series or anything they have not lost a ball game since wait for it getting swept in lafayette by the Cajuns. they have won 10 straight they are on fire and they will do it with pitching all right they got uh, superstar Olivia Lackey. Uh, I thought, you know, after her freshman year, there was a good shot that maybe someone was going to come in there and grab her like, oh, I don't know, an Alabama or an LSU. But she's stuck with South Alabama. She got a 1.46 ERA. She's a starter. All right. She's 19 and 6. She got, um, we talked about Kendra Lamb's .75 whip. Olivia Lackey's got a .89 whip. She averages less than one base runner per inning. That's outstanding. She's got 189 strikeouts and 158 innings pitched. So that's more strikeouts and more innings pitched than what the Cajuns have. Uh, They do have Jenna Hardy, also very solid, 1.65 ERA. She is 15 and 7. She struck out 131 in 144 innings. Neither one of them walk all that many. Olivia Lackey, 30, uh, 37 walks, and Hardy, 38 walks. So they're really led by their pitching a little bit more so than uh, the Cajuns. Hitting wise, if we can, I had it here. Hitting wise. All right, there we go. Hitting wise, Victoria Ortiz uh, leads the club, hitting 358. Meredith Keel. At 347, uh, Victoria, she's got seven home runs. They do not hit a lot of home runs. They have 24 home runs. We mentioned the three players who are double digits with the Cajuns. They have more home runs. Just those three have more home runs than South Alabama does as a team. I will say, interestingly enough, they've only given up 19 home runs. Do, we ha- do I have the Cajun stats? How many have the Cajuns given up? Because that's a great stat. The Cajuns pitching, let me see here, overall, different stats here. Opponents, opponents, they've given up 32 home runs. All right, so the pitching for the Cajuns given up 32 home runs. South Alabama has only given up 19, so that could be a very interesting matchup uh, for the Cajuns going up against uh, South Alabama. They don't steal a ton of bases, they got 53 stolen bases in 62 attempts. They do have Mackenzie Brasher. She does most of the stealing, uh, and she's very efficient at it. 23 stolen bases in 26 attempts. Nobody else has uh, stolen bases in double figures, although uh, Marley Sims has nine, and Odalis Cordova has eight. They Again, they are very efficient. They have stolen 53 bases in 62 attempts, so that's very good. Uh no one is caught all that much. They uh, they do a good job of uh, getting good jumps and picking other spots. So South Alabama, when I arrived in Lafayette a decade ago, South Alabama was right there with the Cajuns. I think the Cajuns have won like 26 straight games or something like that against South Alabama. Like like they're in their heads a little bit. And last year, the Cajuns went into Mobile and took out South Alabama and ended up winning the conference championship. I got a feeling Becky Clark is going to remind her girls of that. They can't do anything about that from last year, but they can get a little bit of revenge. All right. That is not the worst of all motivating factors when it comes to this. All right. They came into our town and in our park and won last year. Why can't we do that this year? All right. Because I think they, they got a team to compete. They're going to have to do a pitching. If the Cajuns start scoring four or five runs against South Alabama, I'm not sure South Alabama can keep up. That's the thing. If they can keep the if they can keep them low-scoring ballgames, then they can win. If it gets to where it's back and forth in a slugfest, South Alabama I don't think will keep up. I don't think so. All right, let's take one more timeout. Uh, we'll talk about the other team that may just challenge the Cajuns. Again, another one of those new squads to the conference that was not picked to do very much, and they are third in the Sunbelt standings they the Marshall thundering herd may have the player of the year on their squad. Again, uh, thanks very much for continuing to support lockdown sunbelt. We've had two great episodes. I have no idea how that baseball standings, uh, one took off. Usually I can tell, you know, like, uh, the, um, Mark Kelvey episode, you can kind of see as it's growing throughout the day. And I retweeted the, the baseball standings one, and it's basically shot through the roof. So, uh, can't believe it! Thank you so much again. Uh, we're looking forward to having the uh, Sun Belt Conference tournament here in town, and hopefully, we'll do some good stuff with that. I still need to reach out to Becky Clark and to the Marshall coach to see if we can get them on to preview things well in advance of the tournament. We're not going to have them, you know, on uh, on Wednesday or something like that. It'll all be pre-recorded, but hopefully, they will join us uh, to talk about their seasons and you know how to how to compete against the Cajuns because obviously. That's what they're coming in here uh, to do. All right. Uh, Please subscribe on YouTube. Continuing to grow. You can search Locked on Sunbelt wherever you get your audio podcasts. uh, And we do appreciate you, uh, you know, rating, reviewing, uh, comments. I'm here to, you know, if if you see Locked on Sunbelt, that is me commenting. All right. So I'm happy to do so. Happy to reply, especially if I get something wrong. I, I have no problem. You know, it's all off a little bit of research, but all off basically the top of my head. Although I do have the stats on the computer, certainly don't know all of those, but if I, you know, confuse things in my head and, uh, or, you know, thinking things in my head and confuse them with the way they come out of my mouth, please correct me. I have no problem uh, with that issue, but I do appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, and uh, again, if you're coming to the Sun Belt conference tournament next weekend, please stop by and say, hello. We will be there uh, all weekend long show on Thursday do the show on uh, do the show on Friday if the Capitals win on Thursday and uh, and then we'll be there watching uh, throughout. I am sure. All right, all right. Let's wrap things up. It is a uh, locked on Sun Belt. I uh, your team every day. I'm your host Dave Schultz. Let's talk about these Marshall Thundering Herd because I thought thought, thaw, thaw, thaw uh, they were picked. I thought I saw that they were picked sixth overall preseason. I had this little piece of information, and I don't know what I did with it. So they were picked sixth in the conference, and uh, they are third. They have won forty ball games. They are having an outstanding season. They are forty and nine. They actually have the best winning percentage overall in the conference at eight sixteen. Cajuns are 40 and 13, and I think that includes the win over Louisiana Tech. South Alabama did not have a midweek game this week. They are 35 and 13. So the Cajuns are 755, South Alabama 729, Marshall is 816. Very impressive. They've had some rainouts or some cancellations because they're only 14 and 5 in the conference. We talked about uh, that. But they are probably going to have, oh, here we go. They are probably going to have the. Player of, of the year in autumn, Owen. She is having a spectacular season, hitting 452, leading the conference in home runs with 19, leading the conference in home runs at 160 at uh, 67. And that's where. Marshall is going to be able to maybe keep up with the Cajuns if it comes down to those two teams. All right. That Marshall, they haven't played each other. That'll be the interesting part of it. The Cajuns were concerned, you know, that they, uh, that Marshall could come away with a comp a regular season championship without having to play the Cajuns. But I think they lost a couple of times in there, uh, since, and, That does not change the fact that this is a talented uh, bunch. All right. Um, Let's see. They got Riley Lucas. She hits. She's got eight home runs. They only hit. Well, it doesn't have there. The total Um, doesn't look like they got many more than 40 home runs. That's 30, 38, 42. They got about 47 home runs. Autumn Owen almost has half of them. All right. So you may work around her, but you got Sydney Bickel. She's hitting 375. Alex Coleman hitting 443. Bub Faringa, which is a great name, (laughs) hitting 341. uh, And they do steal bases. All right. So they got Autumn Owen uh, hitting home runs, and they will steal some bases. Who do we see? We said South Alabama, very efficient, right? They've stolen 53 bases in 62 attempts, something along those lines. Alex Coleman herself has stolen 42 bases in 50 attempts. Sydney Bikel, 19 stolen bases, 23 attempts. Grace uh, Chaleman, 21 stolen bases, 22 attempts. They are outstanding. So they will run on you, and they got Autumn to help uh, drive uh, you in. Uh, Bub Faringa, she's got 46 uh, runs batted in. And then Riley Lucas has 37. And Shelliman's got 52 RBI. So this is a dangerous softball team coming to uh, Lampson Park and Louisiana for the first time. Pitching-wise, they got uh, Sydney Nestor. She's got 26 complete games. Eight shutouts. She's got a 1.12 ERA. She is 23 uh, and seven. And it appears she does most of the heavy lifting. Savannah Rice, uh, she's got 20 starts, 2.40 ERA. Uh, Bri Godfrey, 2.07 ERA. Even Bubba is getting in there. Uh, She's pitched nine innings uh, this year. But if, so it's going to be interesting the way I see it. South Alabama, if they're going to challenge the Cajuns, are going to do it with pitching. If Marshall is going to challenge occasions, it's going to be with hitting, with offense. So it lines up for what could be a spectacular Sunbelt championship, absolutely. And then, you know, you don't want to overlook some of the other teams, Troy and Texas State. James Madison has an unbelievable, uh, you know, history and tradition of softball. And then you're getting the teams that have, um, that are under 500, so... Probably, you know, I'm going to guess that the champion compared to baseball, I'm going to guess the champion is going to come from one of the top three teams. I don't think that's going out on much of a limb. I don't mind saying. So, yeah, I would think that Louisiana, South Alabama or Marshall are going to win this. You do have Troy, which is right there, 14, six and one Texas state, 11, eight and one and James Madison, 12 and nine. Um, Those would be the everyone else got a losing record after that, but uh, it's going to be a fun time. And we'll see if South Alabama can pitch their way to a championship or Marshall can slug their way to a championship. They got to go through the Cajuns to do it. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Continue to you know watch them on YouTube, subscribe, tell your friends, and uh, you can search for them uh, wherever you get your audio podcast as well. Lock on a sunbelt. We'll be back again tomorrow with another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day.